0: Well, hello and welcome back to the View Church Podcast. This is Jake, the host of the View Church Podcast, and I am sitting down with one of the co-lead pastors, Jeff Franks, and um, as we record this, as you're listening to this, we are coming out of Christmas, so we hope that you had... Uh, a wonderful Christmas, whatever that may uh, have looked like uh, with, with uh, everything that's going on. And now we're moving into this really interesting part of the year where a lot of us are probably very excited, and you may be, where we're excited to close the book on 2020 in a lot of ways. And moving into the New Year's, there's always talks about New Year's resolutions and everything. And so uh, we thought it best to kind of take a little bit of a recap of um, some of the core values um, that Jeff's going to walk you through in this episode. And some of the other things as we move into 2021, what are some of the things, no matter what happens um, with uh, COVID protocol, meeting in person, out of person, what are some of the core things that uh, we want you to continue to experience with this church, whether you've uh, just been listening to the podcast and not been able to uh, attend in person, or if you've been with us all along, um, I think that a great way is to start, is to really recap um, Jeff, when we first sat down, we um, were back in March. If <laughs> you look all the way back to 2020, and um, I know that you and Jeff, uh, you and George have been meeting uh, for a while before that to get started, and you guys were excited then the COVID hit, and you guys have been doing um, so many pivots, and I know that's probably been overwhelming for you. It's been overwhelming for George, but as you look back, listen, we all have the propensity to complain and look at some of the negative aspects of 2020, but from your heart, what are some of the things as you look back over this year that maybe you learned, maybe has been inspiring to you and something that some things that you uh, are grateful for as you finish up um, this year of 2020?
1: I think in spite of 2020, uh, there are many, many things that we can be grateful for. And I'm, I'm, especially grateful for the the congregation the people who've stuck with us through this because we've had so many pivots we've had you know a couple of false starts and um you know because of covid and because of facilities and things like that um but we've had a core group of people that that have have stuck it out and have remained with us and remained faithful and you know who continue to pray for us and to root us on and and it's I'm so grateful for that because I mean, especially with what's going on with COVID, Mm -hmm. it would be easy to imagine a scenario where people just say, you know what? Um, We love you guys, but this Mm -hmm. is, this is just taking too long or, or we love you guys, but the church across the street is actually meeting in person now. And, you know, so just very grateful uh, for those people. As far as what, what we've learned, um, I think it's as much about what we, we've had to unlearn. Mm. Um, you know, launching a church, starting a church is something that is, um, it's a challenge when things are wonderful. Yeah. And, you know, there are certain, there, there are certain blueprints that you follow, you know, things, you want to do things in a certain order and, right. uh, you know, build relationships. And, you know, this is a relationship business, so to speak. Yeah. Well, when you can't, sit down and have coffee with people. You can't get together and have lunch or, uh, then you have to do it differently and you have to sort of unlearn the old way or, well, not necessarily unlearn it, but you have to create alternatives, different ways of doing it. So, um, it's been a, it's been a unique challenge, uh, different than pastoring an established church during COVID, which is equally challenging. I'm sure we're trying to, launch a church during COVID. Mm. And uh, so it's been challenging, but but we are overwhelmingly grateful uh, for the people that have continued to support us through this.
0: Yeah. And I know that it's I've had a unique perspective kind of behind the scenes and um, not only in the podcast, but just as friends with you. And um, George, it's been really beautiful for me to see how y'all's relationship really has seemingly balanced um, so much of these challenges, I know we talked about in one of the previous early episodes, we talked about how difficult it may be to co-pastor, right? How most people don't do that. It's almost like having two starting quarterbacks. They always say, if you have two starting quarterbacks, you don't have one. But you know, you guys were very intentional about being co-pastors. And so looking back over this year, what are some things that you were like, man, I'm really thankful, um, A, that we decided to do it that way. And then B, these are some things that I'm really thankful that George was around um, for, for you during this time? I think a lot of it's just been keep, keeping each other sane, mm-hmm. uh,
1: through, through all this. Yeah. And, you know, George, I would be having a tough day and I'd get on the phone and call George and he would talk me off the ledge. Mm-hmm. And then a week later, he would be having a bad day and he would call <laughs> me and I would talk, talk him off the ledge. Yeah. So, uh, I think we complement each other well, but we've also, it, it's interesting. We serve together on staff for many years mm. at Hope Park. And um, doing this, we, we've, we've, we've learned things about each other that we, that we didn't know and we've experienced each other in ways that we didn't experience each other mm. at Hope Park. And, and um, y- you know, learning to work together again has been, it's been a lot of fun, and it has presented uh, both George and uh, I um, op- opportunities to grow, yeah. you know, in our own in our own development. So, yeah. Um, but I I think co-pastoring. Look, a church is not a, a, a property. It's not a commodity. A church mm. is is a community, mm. and it's not the ownership of its of its leaders. Mm. Um, the church belongs to the people that are in the congregation,
0: mm.
1: and. I think when sometimes when leadership becomes unhealthy uh, in churches, it, it's it's because leadership loses sight of that, mm-hmm. and they th- they think about the congregation as them and the leadership is us, and um, and so I think I think one way to, to try to prevent that. Is to to have a shared leadership, mm. and not just the, not just pastors, but the elders as well. And it's one of the things that um, we really want to be intentional about um, creating that not creating distance between the pastors and the congregation mm-hmm. and the elders and the congregation. Nobody mm. should wonder. Gosh, I don't even know who the elders are. Yeah, um, which is a
0: common thing. Yeah, for churches and,
1: and people shouldn't say, "Gosh, I can't." I can't get an appointment to see my pastor or, Mm. you know, I can't talk to him after the service or, you know, so those are the kinds of things that, that I think as churches get larger and larger, um, it it becomes more and more difficult to, to, you know, sustain that community feeling, but it also becomes more and more important that you, that you fight for it. Yeah. And so, um, I I think that's one of the things we want to fight for, yeah. and and, and co pastoring and broadly shared leadership is is one of the ways that we're going to do
0: it. Yeah, and I think that um, as I was listening to a few of the um, episodes, we we had talked with you and George talking about the that the unique dynamic you guys have as friends and co pastors. One of the things was that you both really relied on transparency and honesty. And I think when you have that as a core as pastors, it naturally feeds out to the elder, the way that you decide leadership, the way that you decide services. And so um, I think one of the things that make unique, one of the things that make View Church unique is the fact that your relationship with George is based on transparency, community, honesty, and you guys may differ on certain things. I know he has... um, certain things that he would probably lean closer towards, you would have certain things, but the core is the community and love. And even in the episode with the elders, um, and if you haven't checked that episode out, it's just a wonderful episode to get to know the heart more so than the, the uh, structure of everything. It's more so just the heart of these people. And so um, I was in person on um, one of the uh, in-person services that we did get to have. And I you were able to lay out uh, a bit of the vision, a bit of the, the hope that you have, for View Church, and, and um, unfortunately, George is not with us, but we'll get him back on and have him weigh in on his own hope. But would you mind, um, for those who weren't there that didn't get to hear a part of your portion, would you mind walking through um, some of that, some of the things that you really believe these are the things that we want to be about? And specifically, as we move into the new year, um, there is this pressure to do better, to perform, to improve, to set goals And uh, it's already been such a difficult year. Uh, We're already probably being too hard on ourselves. And I know that was a part of your message of hope that day as well. So um, just kind of a a, a short story long on some of the things that you were talking about and some of the things that you really want View Church to be about moving forward. Well, I would say
1: if if you have um, the tendency to... Believe that you're only as lovable as you are successful. Mm. Um, then y- you're n- you're always striving to be a person who you're not yet. Mm. And so one of the one of the real dangers of our our consumer culture is this notion that that I'm not there yet. Mm. Like I'm, I'm I'm constantly having to strive for something that I'm that I don't have yet. I'm constantly thinking about the, you know, how I'm going to get my next raise or how I'm going to get my next position or um, constantly trying to figure out how I'm going to lose the pounds or, Mm. you know, whatever it is. Um, And I'm, I'm really never acceptable to myself because I'm never the person that I imagine the best version of me is. Mm. I'm constantly trying to reach for it. And so I think one of the things that the kind of spirituality and the kind of place that we want to be shows us and emphasizes is that God is not waiting for me to reform before he likes me. Mm. Now, God it's God's job to love me. That's that's in his job description, and he's mm. told us that, that he loves us. Mm. Uh, my problem is not believing that God loves me, although I do struggle with that sometimes. My problem is that, is that I don't. I'm not sure he likes me all that much, and uh, and and the reason that I've been conditioned that way is because, uh, um, you know, growing up Southern Baptist, you know, even on the little offering envelopes, I don't know if you remember this, Jake, oh, but it yeah. was like you had these check boxes, and you know, it's like, did you give? Mm. Are you attending worship? Did you pre- study your Sunday school lesson? You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, you know, when you when you grow up thinking that. Christianity is is this big checklist, mm. and that the point is to is to make myself worthy mm. um, because I'm not worthy now. Uh, that that's a that creates a lot of neurotic people,
0: mm.
1: and it's not life giving and it's not transforming. Um, and so w- we want people to know that God loves them as God finds them. Mm. And I use that phrase specifically because one of the most real spiritual experiences I ever had, I'll never forget, I was sitting, sitting, sitting down on my deck, and I'd had, I'd had a, a tough week. Mm. And I was just praying, God, look, what, what is it that I need to know? Mm. You know, I've, I've, you and I have been hanging out for a long time and, and, and I'm not so sure that half the stuff that I think you said to me, you actually said. It mm. wasn't, you know, coming from, you know, the, the, some other voice in my head. Mm. said. So, so what is the thing that you need me to know? I love you as I find you.
0: Mm.
1: And that was so pure and it was so real to me mm. um, that I'm like, that, that, that was undeniably the, the voice of the Spirit, mm. and so I didn't get God used to be very talkative, mm-hmm. uh, and then I realized that no, that wasn't God at all. <laughs> it was it was my you know my it was my dad's voice or yeah, it was yeah. my you know sister's voice or sure. was, you know my old youth minister's voice or whatever. Yeah. Um. And so I would say, uh, if you have a very talkative God, um, who's in your ear a lot. Mm. Uh, listen to the what the voice is saying and see if it sounds like somebody else in your life mm. <laughs> or uh, somebody from your past. But what we really want to be a, a spirituality that loves people as they find as as we find them. Mm. And uh, you know, at some churches they, there's there's this uh, motto, and I'm sure you've heard it: uh, "Come as you are, leave changed." Yeah. Um. Come as you are and leave. However you want to leave. Yeah. Um, but it is not, we're not starting from a point of listen, you're broken and you need to be fixed. Mm. We're starting from a point where you're loved Mm. and you need to be okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) Which is harder. Yeah, it is harder. It is harder. Um, I I think I said on the last podcast, it's, it's easy for me to believe God loves you, Mm. but it's really, really challenging for me to believe that God loves me sometimes. Right. Um, and so uh, I don't, I don't want to spend, uh, I don't think we need to spend time convincing people that, that they've made mistakes and mm. that they need to repent. Mm. <laughs> I think everybody understands that.
0: Yes, absolutely. But, it, but it's
1: about convincing people that they're loved and that they're worthy of
0: love. Mm. And that's a different, um, totally different thing, a totally different thing. And even a totally different way to approach the community. It's like uh small groups, right? Like get, get plugged into a small group. So, you can take the seven steps to yada, yada, yada. And I think that I, I have a lot of ex- similar experiences and I'm sure a lot of the people who listen to this, maybe you do too as a listener to this podcast, but um, that stuff gets so ingrained in your subconscious at a young age that I still have a hard time listening to my heart. I still have a hard time trusting myself. I still have a hard time finding myself acceptable outside of performance know, performance equals acceptance is a big thing for me and maybe a lot of other listeners and that stuff growing up for me was just so ingrained. You said it so well, you said, Oh, I love you, but I don't know if I like you and I love you, but I'm, I'm really loving you until you get to the point where um, then I can really love you. But for now, you're kind of in this like B group, you know, like Mm -hmm. you're, you got the B boarding pass, not the A's on Southwest. Like you're in, you're on the plane but I'm super not happy with you quite yet. And I think that so many people have experienced have been burned by churches in the past where there's this everybody's welcome and you're like, man, my life's, why do people go to church? Most of the time they go to church because they're broken. They're looking for healing. Authentic traumas happened in their life and they're looking for some kind of higher power, some kind of experience to only be told they're welcome to say, you know, and then to be reminded of all of those things, all of the trauma, that most of the time happened to them. And maybe they're trying to navigate to find God and yet to find that there's another person that's giving you another hoop to jump through um, is was my experience early on, and it can be detrimental. And so I know that that's a big part of what you guys want to be about in 2021.
1: Yeah, we don't want to give people different hoops to jump through. Yeah. Um, or we don't want to offer people... Uh, this notion that we're about community, and then they get here, and um, they they don't sense that they're you know yeah. really welcome. Right. It's like we're 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 so glad you're here. Yeah. Um, because we 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 get to
0: to count an additional yeah. head or. Mm-hmm. Um, and here's our membership program. So if you really if you really want to be involved to come to all the the lunches and everything, we kind of need you to move into the membership model. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's exactly. tricky. It's tricky. Well, I want to ask you as we close out, I'd like to ask you a question and this is a little off topic, but I think that it would be hopeful to, to think about this. If you could paint a picture with view church working and being able to do what you and George feel led by God to do, if you could paint a picture, let's say that the vaccine comes out for 2021 and things do get better. It may be the summer. Who knows when it's going to be. But if you could paint a picture for the listener that this is really it's still in our heart that we've had these things that we've had to work through canceling services, which is always in the best interest of the people coming um, for safety protocols. Um can can you paint that picture in a way that you say man when i had this when i had this on my heart this is really what i envisioned even when you were talking about sitting down and having coffee with people we're going to crave that as indivi- i'm craving it as individual and as we come out of this social isolation i think people are going to crave the very thing that view church has embodied and, and is hoping to embody so I guess my question is: Is can you paint that picture of what you hope that to look like, um, and what that experience could be like for people?
1: Yeah, I can, and and I'll I'll say that to listen to what I'm going to describe, uh, one might find it difficult to believe that such a place is possible. Right, and uh, I'm I'm one of those people going, boy, I, I'm not quite sure how we do this. Right. But wouldn't it be grand? Mm. So I would say the first thing is that there's no litmus test for uh, belief or uh, stance on certain issues that you truly can can believe whatever you want to believe and stand wherever you want to stand on issues and be part of this congregation. Mm. Um, That's the first thing. I I, I don't want to be in a room with a whole bunch of people that see the world just like I do. Mm -hmm. Because... Number one, if, if you, you won't grow that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you surround yourself with people who see the world just like you see uh, the world, then then you're not gonna grow, you're not gonna transform, you're not gonna change, you're not gonna make progress. So we wanna be a place that accommodates many different points of view. Mm-hmm. And that takes courage. You, you, it takes courage to sit down and talk to someone that you don't agree with about things. Yeah, uh, it's, it's not easy. But I promise it's going to make for a more wonderful community because when we have all these uh, diverse points of view, then when we start asking the hard questions like, how are we to love our community? Where are the where are the, the the pockets of suffering in our community that we can lean into? Mm-hmm. And how can we do that? Well, guess what? We have a whole lot of di- diverse opinions and diverse points of view mm-hmm. that can speak into that. So... Um, you know, it, it's easy to say that you're going to be a place that's that's about love. The the hard part is that love is always contested. Yeah. That the difficult part about love is figure is figuring out how to apply love, yeah. and uh, to a specific situation. Um, well, if you've got a a whole bunch of people who see the world the same way, then then they're gonna be very limited mm-hmm. in, in terms of their, their creativity and their imagination to be able to ask the question, how, how should, we, should we love our community? Mm-hmm. And so um, that's that's probably the first thing, is, is, is a, a place where we can disagree, but we're going to be ruled by love. Mm. And so it's not gonna be our differences or, or, or points of agreement that's going to determine um, how we gather and how we relate to each other. It's going to be the higher law of love. Mm-hmm. And so um, we wanna be a place that does look out. If I, I wish the, the listeners could see where we're at Fort Ice Center and there's these big windows that open up, you can look out and see the community. And so when I turn around and look out those windows, I want to be a place that that spends its time and its resources looking out mm. and uh, and not uh, a place that, that exists for its own sake, mm. but a place that really wants to serve the community. And, and more, more than just serve the community, affect change in the community right. where change needs to take place. So um, I, I don't know if that's possible, mm. but... I believe in my heart that if we can if we can get people that that see it that way together, yeah. I, I, I we're gonna we're gonna take a shot.
0: Mm, that's awesome. Well, and um, any um, I guess as we close out, I mean I know that it's hard to have any kind of announcements or anything, but people seeking pastoral care after coming out after they're coming out of twenty twenty. Moving into twenty twenty one, what is the best way at this time with all the protocols? Because I know that's at the heart again of why you and George started this was a intimate relationship with people, the congregation, but even more specifically the congregant, the individual. And so many of us have experienced churches where the pastor kind of sits way off in a corner office and he may send his legions towards you, the associate, associate pastor or the other, you know, 30 people on staff, but you guys really want to be accessible as the lead pastors. And so what are some of the things that people can do other than listen to the podcast to get to know you? What are some ways that people can receive pastoral care through this difficult season? Um,
1: go to viewchurch.org. George uh, and I both have our personal phone numbers mm-hmm. on the website. Um, you could call us anytime. Mm-hmm. Uh, our email addresses are on the website if you prefer email you can text us too um, but reach out to us directly don't don 't sit and hurt mm. and 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 feel alone because you 're you know we 're not alone even though we 're having to distance and i know I know one of the hardest things for me to do when i 'm in a a tough spot, Jake is to reach out and ask for help yeah and so um i'm I'm encouraging anybody that's listening to this that if if you're in a difficult spot reach out
0: mm.
1: and uh and ask for help and if it's if it's George or me or if it's um if if it's somebody else that's in your mm. uh you know that you trust that you have a relationship with um reach out yeah because this is a this is a different kind of time is it yeah, not it is so uh but I would say yeah, just contact us directly yeah we, we would we're we're more than happy. Uh, there's also a, a a place on the website where you can request prayer. Mm. Uh, we have a, a a prayer team that that gets those requests and that prays over them weekly. Mm. And uh, we also have a team of people that write notes and cards. So if if it's somebody that needs encouragement, if there's somebody in your life, you know, who you think you know would would benefit from from some notes of encouragement, let us know. Mm. Uh, we'd love to to reach out that way.
0: Yeah, well, that's beautiful, and I know that from my own personal experience. People that attend the church they will receive that non-judgment it's it's embedded in everything that you do so um so ties into what you were talking about with the vision of your church like don't take the shame of having to reach out that use that as a as as a sign that god's leading you towards that versus feeling shame that you have to because that is um it can be very isolating so i really appreciate that well we thank you all truly from the bottom of our hearts looking back over this year um, being able to be in person those few days, uh, those few Sundays and and being able to sit and do this podcast and connect with you all through this season has been a joy, has been a light in a darker time. And we hope to continue to be with you. And we appreciate all that you have done. We wish you a very happy new year and may we all move into 2021 with hope and a renewed sense of community and love. We thank you guys for listening and we'll talk to you soon.